0: The Rights to Ricky's Edges podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook. I mean, it's it's all over me. And luckily, I'm wearing a black t shirt, but I'm going to glisten through this pod. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook by using code RTRS and brought to you by Big Barker Dog Beds. Get yours at bigbarker.com Ricky Body Get 20% off any Body Bio order with code Mike's Tummy. And of course, Kinetic Skateboarding. Get 9.1% off your first order with code Dave Silver. On the show today, The Sixers have taken James Harden off the trade market. That is that, except for the fact that James Harden, through an intermediary, fires back that he does not plan on playing for the Sixers or going to training camp. Also, good news, both James Harden and Joel Embiid are going to come to camp in the best shape of their careers. That is what they plan. The perfectly timed Sixers Adam state of the Sixers fan survey is upon us. It will go over those questions. Josh Harris gets a game ball from Ron Rivera and we find out, has there been any movement in making Mike an official body bio influencer? Kinetic skateboarding is a great place to shop for sneakers, for t-shirts, for gear. Of course, if you're a skateboarder, that sort of stuff. We did print some extra Ricky X long sleeves. So we will have a few left for sale along with the Abbey Prince. Not yet. Sometime this week, everyone at this point has received their Ricky X long sleeve, but uh, Kinetic Skateboarding will have those soon. Before you get one of those, you should see what else they got. Tons, tons of hoodies, t-shirts, and sneakers that you cannot find anywhere else. Use code, code DaveSilver for 9.1% off your first order. Without any further ado, Amos and the Chef. Welcome to the Rights Ricky Sanchez podcast. I'm Spike Eskin, along with the the one guy on this podcast who is gonna watch the Sixers this year. That guy ain't me. That is Mike Levin. That would be exciting.
2: <laughs> That'd be exciting on a on a number of levels. If, yeah. if you really did refuse to watch the Sixers this year.
0: Because James Harden's on the team. Yeah. Right. I mean, what it would be a new storyline for us. You know, we've had lots of storylines throughout the years, but one of us doing a Sixers podcast, not at all watching the Sixers yeah. would be a new one. Man, think of the like health, it. my health level. Yeah. So the news, Sixers just couldn't let us get through August talking about letting our, li- our wives sleep with Sixers players while we watch in some sort of weird situation. We, we have to get back to the team, at least briefly. Adrian Wojnarowski, breaking news. The Sixers have ended trade talks involving 10-time All-Star guard James Harden. And They've finally- been in a room for two months straight. And now they're finally leaving the room. Now they were in the room by themselves yeah, the entire time. I should have clarified. Yeah. Plan to bring him back for training camp for the start of the season, setting up an uncomfortable situation with the unhappy star, sources told ESPN on Saturday. The Sixers had periodic offseason conversations with the Clippers, Harden's desired destination, but no traction on a deal materialized, sources said. Philadelphia believes it will be a championship contender with Harden's return alongside MVP center Joel Embiid, and the team is determined to find a way to make it work with Harden this season, sources said.
2: That's so nice to hear that we're going to be a championship contender. Yes. It's
0: a thrilling way to learn this. Wow. Finally, we've been waiting for this for so long. Harden is unhappy with Sixers president Daryl Morey over the lack of a long term maximum level contract offer, sources said. And the team is risking Harden's arrival at training camp, bringing anything but a championship mindset. Nevertheless, the Sixers have to hope that Harden's good relationship with teammates and needing to showcase himself for a looming free agency will be factors in eventually getting him bought into the season. Then, Sam Amick of The Athletic writes. Very quickly, within like 20 minutes. Yes. Have no idea where he would get said information, whether this would be the Harden side or the Sixers side. Really no idea at all. No matter what signals the Sixers might send when it comes to trade talks, a source close to Harden reiterated, that the 10-time All-Star and former MVP no longer wants to play for Philadelphia and has no plans of taking part in training camp. Does that mean he won't report if a deal doesn't go down by that point or that he'll make a messy spectacle of his training camp arrival like he did when he was trying to get out of Houston back in December of 2020? That part remains unclear. With hardened side still expressing a belief that there will be meaningful developments on the trade talk front before that time comes, the source spoke on the condition of anonymity because of the sensitivity of the situation. so sensitive. The the situation is so sensitive. It is a very sensitive situation. It is hard to know who could have possibly given Woj that information first, and then Sam Amick would have no idea. There's no way to know. Now, it all is so interesting after Adam Silver delivered a stern warning and a letter to the teams. A memo, I believe it was called. Was a memo saying that, hey, if you're under contract, you probably shouldn't be leaking to the press that you only want to go to one team or that Mm -hmm. you won't play. That is not allowed, though this seems, (laughs) seems to be different in some sort of situation. So I... As funny as this is, I do not believe that there's any meaningful change here aside from, I think everything is exactly the same as it was 48 hours ago.
2: Of course there's not. (laughs) Is this the same? We've done this 76 times already. Yeah. I didn't even tweet about it because there's nothing new to say. It's the same shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, everybody's, everybody's bad here, obviously. Harden, opted into a contract and then doesn't want to do the contract. Be opted into. That doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry that there's not a free agent market for you, but if you opt in, you have to opt in to play for it. You can't just be like, ah, I'm going to do this, and then they're definitely going to listen to my demands. That's stupid. The idea that we would just trade... I thought there was a good Michael Conner column on on the Ricky this morning about what Adam silver could do. And, and um, by the way,
0: all he's asking Adam silver to do, because ultimately the team has to just, just make a stern statement.
2: The it, same it, fucking it,
0: bullshit.
1: You know? Yeah.
2: Which is, which is weak and light, but whatever. But, but the idea that, and Mike said this a couple of times and I love Mike, but like just trading Harden to the Clippers for whatever is ridiculous. It's a ridiculous thing to think. If you if would just, just trade him to exactly where he wants for whatever they want to give us. Grow up. I, I agree with you. You just can't just give him to the, the here. It's the NBA. This isn't like fucking you're at summer camp exchanging like disgruntled, annoying kids. No, you go like fucking just whatever. He's better, but like he's annoying. Fine. It's fine. That's not going to happen. We don't do that. It's the NBA. You got to have a fair deal. Clippers obviously are. If, if it's still fucking Terrence Mann, I'm losing my mind. If that's the it's like, it's not hey really Terrence, Man. It sh- and it shouldn't be. If Terrence Mann was fully in the deal, the Sixers still shouldn't do it. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Everybody is being ridiculous. Uh, there is no workable trade with the Clippers one on one unless they decide to offer fucking Paul George, which they're not going to, even though I really hoped that they would want to do that to make things easier they won't um there's there it's got to be harden's got to open up the idea of tr- of being traded to another team and dow's got to be open to the idea of trading harden for someone that his big f- you know gold calculator says gives the sixers a worse chance at making the finals but it's going to be close like it's got to be the or siakam or something like that like we just
0: we keep I'll doing this there's not that at them for james Harden. They're um, both expiring. But one is well thought of and the other one is not. Like, I, I, think, I, I think, let's go through this exercise just for, for arguments. I don't want to get stuck on this. You think it's, it's fair, I don't, whatever. But I think you could ask 30 NBA teams, would you want us to add Pascal Siakam to your team, cost aside? And 30 NBA teams would say, sure, unless they were tanking. I think you could ask thirty NBA teams, "Do you want us to add James Harden to your team?" And like twenty-seven would say no.
2: James that Harden is, is currently on the Ringers NBA rankings. James Harden nineteen, Pascal Siakam twenty-seven. I know, but but think of who cares. What, what I know, I'm just giving. Yeah. It was the first thing I thought of. Yeah. What about I, the What about the NBA two K rankings ratings? Harden was an eighty-nine. Harden was a ninety, which is he, wrong. He was a ninety. <gasps> Siakam is a uh, eighty-seven. But I,
0: do you dispute what I said? That Toronto wouldn't do it? No. Dispute that if you ask 30 NBA teams, would you would you allow us to add Pascal Siakam to your your roster? Yeah. They would all say yes. Sure, and sure. you could ask 30 NBA teams, would you like us to add James Harden to your roster? And like most of them would say no. Not most of them. Yes. I disagree. I disagree I don't.
2: wholeheartedly.
0: I think player. there's a lot of
2: teams out there that would... That wouldn't trade anything of value for him, but to get Harden for free, I think they would absolutely do that. Maybe there's a, a handful of teams that wouldn't, but I think, I
0: think it's I think twenty-five plus would would do it. I think there is a middle I, I sit in between you and MOC. I do not agree with MOC that they should just move on. I think they should push it, you know, like the uh they should drive the car even though it's on E for as long as they possibly can before getting gas. Mm-hmm. That they should push this as far as they can without, you know, r- ruining the organization. But I also don't think that there is a star level return, but I do think that you could do something that gets you a pick or two and doesn't put any money on your books to increase the possibility that you could obtain said star. See, to me, I, I think if I'm a team that wants to... Well, let's, let's just say
2: Ch- Chicago or Toronto, or if you want to throw like Orlando in there or something. like I think it's... Even though he's not on the trade market anymore. Yeah, he's not. He's gone. Yes. The, door, the door's shut on that, and that will be shut for good. Yep. See you next offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, there's... I think it's more likely that you could get uh, one of those expiring type near stars... Than it is that you could get two first round picks that would be valuable enough to then trade for an actual star. I, to in addition to salary to make that work, which would sometimes come with valuable players on its own. I just think like if those those first round picks are more valuable to a lot of people than an expiring contract of a, of one of those guys that we've mentioned. So I, I understand that like you think that they may be more sil- similar in talent or or even obviously you like Siakam more than Harden is just one example, but like asking for several first round picks with any meaning, not just like the 27th pick in the draft, I think is a, is a, is a greater ask. I think you'll have a harder time. Darrell will have a harder time and maybe is having a harder time finding those kinds
0: of like actually decent picks for someone willing to trade for Harden. Well, the last thing on it is, and maybe his, his, perception on this has changed but it does seem that history has shown that what's his fuck in Toronto Masai Masai Ujiri is more willing to just not trade the fucking guy at all than not get something good for him very odd letting letting Van Vliet walk
2: for nothing was yeah a strange move they don't have Dennis Schroeder as their starting point guard right now yeah May, who the fuck knows maybe Masai doesn't like Harden I don't know but it seems like they have in an expiring Siakam and an and Scotty Barnes, a number of a similar type of player. They're obviously not the same, but like guys who are not necessarily known for their shooting, who are about the same size, like filling the same role. And they weren't successful with that last season. Now Van Vliet's gone. They are, I just don't know what they're doing over there. They still have Jakob Pertl. Like it, it evens, it balances out the roster even for a year um, if they do. Siakam or, you know, Ananobi or something, but I don't know what they want. And we also don't know what Nick Nurse's relationship with those guys is like.
0: If they fucking hated playing for Nick Nurse and they wanted a break, who knows? We have no idea. For sure. I would like to talk to you about Jake. Jake is a new process pup. Big Barker therapeutic dog beds. We got a note from Fletcher. Meet Jake, our one-year-old rambunctious black lab. Within minutes of setting up his big Barker, this rowdy boy perfected his Daryl Morey impression, sleeping his way through the off season. There he goes. You could see Jake on our Instagram page. Big Barker, you want your dog to be a processed pup because first of all, you want us to put the dog on our Instagram. Everybody loves a little social media love for their dog. Go to bigbarker.com slash Ricky. But the second thing is you want your dog to be happy and healthy. Sleeping on a big Barker will keep your dog healthier. I know it sounds crazy that sleeping on a bed could do that, but sleeping on a better bed makes you healthier, right? Everyone who sleeps, if you've gone to an Airbnb or something, shitty mattress, you wake up the next day, feel like shit. That's why I have a good mattress. That's why you have a good mattress. So you can wake up feeling better. It is better for your joints. It keeps you healthier. Dogs are no different. Dogs develop arthritis, just like this guy right here. As they age, And having a real mattress, a real bed like a Big Barker will make a difference and has been proven that it does so with the Big Barker dog bed. Go to BigBarker.com slash Ricky. You can see the difference just in looking at a dog on this bed, supported up off the ground, not like laying in the middle of a pillow. Wouldn't want to sleep on a pillow. That's what most dog beds are. Ricky, the Big Barker dog bed is a real bed. And you get two process pup patches if you go to bigbarker.com slash Ricky and you send us a photo and we'll put it up on social and make them an official process pup. A 10-year warranty. The foam does not flatten or They replace it for free. A one-year trial. One year. If you don't like it, if your dog doesn't like it, they'll give you a full refund and pay for the shipping. Handmade in the USA. Big Barker dog beds. Woof. Now, now Mike, I do have good news for you about... But by the by the way, like your, I know I've I've casually asked this through this whole thing, your percent chance that James Harden is playing for the Sixers on opening night? I real I really have no idea. Yeah, I don't have a, a guess.
2: no gut feeling. I do no that. gut feeling whatsoever. My gut is gone. It's poisoned. I need well <laughs> we'll see when in the body bio section if my gut is is fixed. But like the the they just need to know. And again, it's August. We're still not allowed to look at the roster until at least September 1. But, and Dow has to like do what he has to do. These are like, you know, this is negotiations, this is perception, this is all the bullshit. Dow doesn't want to ostracize, doesn't, that doesn't want to look, make the league think that like they treat stars like shit and whatever. He, he's got to play this game. Yeah. Uh But if they go into the season with Harden, obviously Harden is not going to resuscitate his trade value. Obviously, if they try to actually compete with Harden this season, they are not going to win a championship. There is a zero, absolute zero, if it could be under zero, it would be under zero percent chance that the Sixers win a championship with James Harden on this team this year. Zero.
0: Could you imagine him going into a free agency summer and having to play in the playoffs. That guy would be out of the playoffs so quick so as to not injure himself in any way. There's just yeah, the I mean, he's just he he is
2: not a guy like I we don't know his mindset. I really don't think I think I have a good sense of like who he is as a person in any way, but like the idea that anything he has done in the past would indicate that okay, yeah. <laughs> He's got to get yeah, that correct. last contract. He's going to come in. And he's going to be like a good soldier. And he's going to this idea that well, it, he's required to because he has to do this thing. Like he will do the bare minimum. He will not give a fuck. He will have an inflated sense of the player. He still is. Obviously, he keeps talking about how much sacrificing he's making and been making for this team, even though he just can't do the stuff he was doing five, six years ago. And he doesn't. He's not with us. In the reality of, oh, I should probably play well so I get a max contract. He thinks that he has earned his career at this to this point, has earned him the right to do whatever he wants, say wherever he wants to go, and go there. And be be given a four four or five-year max contract, and the fact that Dow didn't give it to him, he is uh, morally opposed to that and thinks that someone else will. Even though his actions of opting into a contract... <laughs> with a team. With a team because there wasn't a market for him because the Rockets went in a different direction and everybody else didn't really have cap space and didn't really feel like it. I don't know what his, I don't know what his other options are. He just continues to say the Clippers for this season, but like if it's not the Clipper, what does he, where does he want to go next season? What off season, what, what free agency, if he doesn't sign with the team, say he even does stay with the Sixers, right? Say this happens and he does act a good soldier or whatever. This is all fake, but he plays the season out with the Sixers. They lose in the second round, blah, blah, blah. He goes into free agency next year. Same thing. Who is going to sign him? Yeah, nobody. Who is going to sign him for the value that he believes that he will deserve? If the if the Clippers trade for him, then the Clippers can re-sign him despite the fact that they're over the cap, well over the cap next year. But if they don't get him this during the season then they're pretty much unable to get him for a fair whatever Harden believes he deserves next offseason as a free agent. So like I don't and I don't know we can look through it or something where else Harden would want to go with like if he stays here and then just simply becomes a free agent and signs a contract somewhere else, but it's limited stuff. There's not that many teams with cap space that could just sign a player outright like that so maybe he signs another contract with the fucking Sixers and then immediately has to be traded again. Like it's, it's, it's bad. He get this
0: loser out. It just,
2: yes, just, just, we got to get him out of here. I understand that is it. This all sucks. This all sucks. And all the reports suck. And my eyes glazed over so hard. I'll, I'll never be able to like focus my eyes on anything ever again because they're so glazed, but he can't be on the team. And How good Maxie is and how good Embiid is. I would like to see Embiid do it in the fucking playoffs, for God's sakes. You look at his numbers, playoffs regular season, it's bad enough and for long enough that it's become a narrative and it's right to become a narrative. He needs to be better in the fucking playoffs. But Maxie Embiid, athletic guys around them who give a fuck and a smart coach willing to try shit. And that's a good recipe for a team that could make a run. That's a recipe that could of guys like they've had such slow, unathletic duds for so long around those other players. It'd be nice if we could have some juice around a coach that is, has a reputation for being smart or at least a reputation for for being willing to like, again, try shit plus Maxine and beat like, that's something we can build to something. And then during the season, something else could happen. So I, he just, he simply cannot be here. If, if Maury is posturing to get the, get the best deal, blah, 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 whatever, fine. But if Daryl actually thinks in any way that there is a reasonable way he could go into the season with James Harden on this team and they could play well and gel together and compete for a championship, he is out of his mind. If he thinks that he is absolutely 100% out of his mind and he is everybody that has caricatured him as this numbers guy that doesn't understand human beings and, and whatever, all the bullshit they said about Hinky and uh, whatever, like he is exactly the person that, that they said he is. If, If he actually thinks this, if he's doing it for leverage and, and, It's August and not to look at the roster. That's fine. That's what he has to do. Trying to make the best deal possible. I get it. Willing to get uncomfortable. I get it. But if he actually thinks, yeah, there's a a whatever percent chance that Harden comes in, grows up, says, okay, I care about my teammates and Nick Nurse has some interesting ideas and I just won't talk to Daryl in the hallways. We're going to win a championship together. Let's go. There's a zero percent chance of that happening. And Daryl, if he thinks it, is out
0: of his mind. I think Daryl thinks both. If that is possible. I know it sounds impossible, but I think he thinks both. I think somewhere in him, he does believe that the team could be good enough, but I think he also knows that he can't do this, but I think he would take him back. If I think if James Harden came up to him and said, yeah, I'll play, let's go. I think he would take him back. Now, Mike, could I change? Could I, could I play you some audio that might change your mind on James Harden? Okay, CJ, play this from Troy Payne, James Harden's, I guess, agent at this point.
1: Even right now, oh, right? So I'm in. I I live in Phoenix, and James is here for the summer. I'm like, just come on for the summer, bro. I work out with you every day, you know. So like, I'm gonna get in the morning tomorrow at seven a.m. We, you know, he he's been doing two days, um, the last three weeks and like James has a crazy hunger in him right now. Like if he got an MVP this season, I wouldn't be surprised. That's what kind of hunger he got in him right now, just from a disrespect. Um, just, you know, the free agency stuff, which I don't really want to get into, but you know, 7 a.m., two hour, three hour practice workout, come back, you know, the nutrition is, is you know, just even from the, the discipline from dieting, you know, we just came, I just went to his house. Now we, you know, we did cardio for an hour. um, his discipline is crazy right now. We got a photo shoot tomorrow. You know, we're going to get up in the morning and work out at seven to 10 and then, you know, photo shoot from 11 to two. And then he won't, you know, he's going to play ball tomorrow at five. So it's like his discipline right now is, is, is impeccable. I'm happy that he's starting now. You know, we got, Mm. you know, we got a whole month of August, whole month month of September to get this thing going Mm. and, and and get him in the best shape um, of his, of his career. I think we can get there this summer and I expect them to have a, a, a big season this year. So
0: there you go. So, AJ. so just so you're aware, they are doing a photo shoot. He has worked on his nutrition. I don't know if you saw those five uh, hamburgers at the club. I don't know <laughs> if that was part of it. And he, and he is doing it. It's two, August now. Yeah. He has two whole months. He is, you know, it's like, he's got best shape of his career, nutrition, two a days, photo shoot, disrespect, Mike, your thoughts. hey man my basketball player
2: that i work with he's playing basketball every watch out he's thinking about it he's doing some other stuff too but like he is in the gym he's you know in the bathroom sometimes Mm -hmm. yeah you know there's a kitchen there that he hangs out in and talks (laughs) to some friends in and like there's a you know a video game console or something but like the gym he lives in the gym yeah it's just the guys i mean he's got to say what he's got to say this guy this guy's doing his thing but who is fooled <laughs> like who is fooled who would be fooled the same Disrespect. people that are fooled by this are the same people fooled by like shirtless ben simmons gym photos like it's the same people
0: but i don't know if you heard him say that he would not be surprised If James Harden like won the MVP this year, is there are there betting odds that I could get? (laughs) I
2: will I will put I will (laughs) put all the money I have left. I'm on strike, and I will put all the money. I will spend it all for like minus nine thousand. Let me see if there are MVP odds for one. Bet entire bank account to
0: win five dollars. I would do it. Wait, hold on. Where's NBA? Um, Hold on. I would absolutely do it. I just I want to see if there are. Odds for James Harden to win the MVP. Now, I know you want to short those odds, right? Yeah, you want to it. bet? Oh, they're I'm actually... Short the Harden market. It looks like they're down. Oh, no, there we go. Hold on. I just want to make sure. Awards? It's just... Let's see.
2: Uh, the, the idea, everybody feels disrespected at all times.
0: Every single no. professional athlete feels... Oh, here we go. He's plus 6,000. Same as Jimmy Butler. There you go. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Place your bets. I'm sure the they're getting they're streaming Downs. in. DraftKings, Sportsman.
2: The he's everybody. Like Harden has. People have said a bunch of shit about Harden. Obviously, so you could he could be disrespected and stuff. But like everybody can't be disrespected all the time. You, I just don't. I just think that if you're making over thirty five million dollars. You are not allowed to say you're being disrespected. Right.
0: You're, somebody probably
2: respects you, at least on yeah. some level. Yes. If I was making $35 million from this podcast and f- 75% of people were still saying like, Mike fucking sucks. He's a loser. He's not funny. He has no good opinions. I would be like, okay. Yeah. Look at all this respect I'm getting. The respect, I look, I look at my bank account and I get respect from that. Just play basketball. Also, like the idea that Harden is motivated, like he's just never been. He's not the motivated guy. No, he's not the psycho motivated guy. We know that we've seen the playoffs. We watched. We watched stuff for years. We've watched (laughs) (laughs) it's on television. Do they know if it was like a Will Chamberlain, hundred point game, like played in Hershey and no one could see it. You could be like, oh, wow, that sounds pretty cool. If it was like a pro am that wasn't televised, you go like. All right, man, maybe he was motivated, but like we watched it all. We could see it. We saw him very clearly not be motivated and not give a fuck. So like, who is anybody fooling? I just want like a reasonable return for him. I'm not asking for fucking Anthony Edwards and six first round picks. Like somebody make a goddamn deal. And so he can go be the same exact player he was last year, if not a year worse and We can just all move on, but you can't trade him for fucking Marcus Morris and Terrence Mann. Although Covington did give an article in the Athletics saying he was how pissed off he is. I like that. Yeah, did you, did you read that? Uh, I just saw the
0: poll quote that he hasn't talked to
2: Tyron. Uh, has the, Ty, hasn't talked Tyler. to Ty Lue. Uh, Covington did play in the Rico Hines game, Daryl was there for it. Mm. Um, I believe Terrence Mann also played in it. There are a bunch of Sixers, Sixers, Clippers, and Raptors there, kind of an odd mix of players. Um, but he was. Covington, like, very upfront about how he was not used last season. They asked, like, I think it was Law Murray who talked to him um, in the Athletic. The, they asked him, like, what what can you take out of last year? And he's like, nothing. I didn't play. And I was like, wow. All right, Covington. Get him yeah. pissed off. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I would like Covington on the team. I think he would be a really nice fit in the George Niang vacated role. Um, But... Yeah. Some not, people... Not
0: the return. <laughs> can we trade Harden for Covington. Come on. Some some players at DraftKings that have longer MVP odds than James Harden, just for what it's worth. Carl Anthony Towns, Jalen Brown, Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, Laurie Markkinen, Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Halliburton. Hmm. I just... I wouldn't bet... And let's see, I'll, I'm going to talk to the DraftKings folks and see if they can come up with a bet for you where you can short that, what those odds would be. Yeah, whatever whatever it takes. Speaking of DraftKings, UFC 292 is on Saturday. Sterling and O'Malley fight for the title at UFC 292. I don't know if that's a big deal, but I think it probably is. I don't know who the champion currently is or who the challenger is, but one of them is a champion. You can bet it, though, at DraftKings Sportsbook. I know a lot of people love UFC I don't know anything about it. The official sports betting partner of UFC, new customers can bet $5 to get $150 in bonus bets instantly. There are a lot of, uh, let's see, let's see the odds. Mike, now you're not a UFC guy either, right? No. So us, us discussing these odds, probably not going to do anyone any good. Download oh, the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code RTRS. New customers bet five bucks on UFC 292 to get 150 bucks in free bets instantly. That is this Saturday, only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code RTRS. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Got to be 21. See show notes for details. Now, I know I just played you a clip saying that the that James Harden is going to be in the best shape of his career. But Mike, can I interest you in a clip about Joella Embiid? I bring you Ramona Shelburne.
3: I'll tell you this. He wants to come back in the best shape of his life. And so Mm. when you talk about players losing Mm. weight and all that, that is a goal that he has set. I don't, you know, until we see it, let's, let's, let's push pause on that. But I think his mentality is he's going to give everything that he has to the Sixers this year. And that includes putting his arm around James Harden. That includes trying to lift Tyrese Maxey up. That includes inviting all those guys to his wedding. You saw Tobias Harris there, right? right? You saw, you saw George Niang, former Sixer. And and I think this year really is a make or break year in the, in the sense that th- they have all this cap space going forward. And that, you know, he's in very close communication with Daryl Morey in the front office, even Josh, owner Josh Harris, talking about their plans and strategy for the future. And so their plan is, We've got cap space after next year. Well, you better do something with that cap space. Does that mean free agents? Does that mean trades? So,
0: Mike, your thoughts that this year, Joel Embiid is going to come in the best shape of his career and he is officially going to do everything he can for the team. He is in
2: the best shape of his life. He ran his wedding invitations to George Niang's house specifically. He's running from... Is Rocky Montage running with his wedding invitations <laughs> to slide him in the mail? <laughs> right in the mailbox. Oh, God. Uh, great. Great. Like, if I'm Joel, I'm happy that I got the MVP and I look at my regular season versus postseason numbers and I throw up on myself. Ed,
0: well, I think I'll, he's already done that. I think he's that done that plenty issue. of times. Yeah. Yes.
2: And obviously, there's injuries that have contributed to that. But like, at a certain point, it is what it is, and you can't be as bad as you've been in the in the postseason and still get people to think that you're the player that you are in the regular season. It's enough already, and I think that having a creative coach will help that. Hopefully, Joel buys into that, Um, but it's, it's, it's bleak. And the, the other thing with this team, I know Daryl keeps saying, don't look at the roster, and we're abiding by those rules from our friend Daryl.
0: I didn't even but, know Harden was still on the team because I have not looked, but like they have just the off season
2: is over. They have been sitting with their pants down, look staring at the wall. Should I keep with the metaphor? I'm going to let it go. While other teams are like, have signed guys. Derek Jones jr. Is gone a, a helpful player. that be, that would be, have would have been useful here. Like they have a roster spot open. They signed this off season. After being thoroughly embarrassed in the playoffs, they signed Patrick Beverly at the minimum, who's very old, Mo Bamba at the minimum, who I like very much, but also is probably bad. And they, because of some like Larry Brown, Larry Hughes promise, brought Philip Petrashev over on a 2 year unguaranteed guaranteed deal or whatever and re-signed Montrez because they had promised him that he will. And then Daryl, you know, ripped Trez's ACL himself and signed three, two way guys, two of whom, one of whom I like very much. One of whom is fine. One of whom is bad right out, immediately after the draft. That's not an off season. They didn't do anything. They haven't done anything yet. And so if the idea of, well, we're happy with hard and we're going to go into the off to the season with him, That means that at, this is the roster. We have to look at it. If, if, if Darrell's actually serious and he wants to bring him in, then there's no trade to be made really. I mean, I guess there's a Tobias trade you can make. But like this is the team isn't good enough. Even if even if they brought Harden back and said and Harden said, yeah, my bad. I'm ready to play
0: the best. I don't basketball want that either. Career. I don't want him to say my bad. I, I, obviously, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But even if
2: even if that is Daryl's like hope, then they have to trade Tobias for some like quickness, athleticism, defense intensity, something, anything. And they're just right now, they're just like having the same guys on the team that it wasn't the role players fault last year. It really wasn't. It was Joel and James and doc, but they've lost two or three of their contributors and they've replaced them with minimum contract guys. They're not good enough. Even in, even in the fake world of, of leaving the negotiating table, they're not, they're not good enough. They don't have, team i do like that they signed javante smart to an exhibit 10 deal i do think that if the roster shakes out in a certain way he should he could get a roster spot i am annoyed that dj stewart went to the celtics because stewart played well for the sixers and like i'm just so tired of the celtics doing things that work out for them and not us i just wish that i wish that they were better
0: (laughs) i wish that the Sixers were better and doing better stuff we got to say yeah, for sure. But I think we've been saying that for a while. We got this voicemail that I thought you'd be interested in. 833 LickFace is the voicemail. Number.
3: Mike,
2: Mike, TJ, Mitch, Francisville, first time. Long time. Why
0: don't we think
2: that Maxi and Joel can be the equivalent of Jamal Murray and And if that's the case, why are we not okay with trading
3: Harden and Tobias for better role players, just like the Nuggets have? Why are we not okay with that? non a question. What does the C and the J stand for? 2 Hey, Mitch
0: again. Uh, I needed to add one more thing. The fact that following on my
2: nuggets and success comparison, the fact that Jokic won MVP and then Joel won MVP, maybe we are destined, destined for Jokic to win the championship
3: before Joel wins the championship. We're just following patterns. Here we go.
0: My thought would be that Embiid and Maxi can't be as good as Jokic and Jamal Murray because neither of them are as good as the, the comparable player. Um, I, I, I mean, I think that's on one level what you're calling for, right? You just yeah. Want I, a, I mean, a I've said return.
2: I've said that a lot. I think yeah. um, the Nuggets are a smarter team. They have a bunch of guys that cut well off of Jokic, and then obviously Jokic being the best, pa- one of the best passers, if not the best passer in the league. Um, makes that helpful. Joel is very far from the best passer in the league. And so there's not a cohesive offense that those role players can slide in to very easily. Um, but yeah, I think the nuggets have like, I'm not a Michael Porter, Porter Jr. guy, uh, but him plus Aaron Gordon, plus Bruce Brown, plus KCP, like those are like really good high level athletes with shooting, and enough ball handling to get places. And they just bought in and playing off of Jokic was held. I, I do think that there is not a large gap between Jamal and Jokic and Maxine and beat. Obviously, Maxi's younger. But you look at Maxi's first few years. You look at Jamal Murray's first few years. It's very similar. The numbers are what they are. I, I think it's not unreasonable to think that Maxi could be a, you know, Jamal Murray's has never been an all-star. Maxi could be an all-star level player or close, like that kind of, that kind of thing. And MB just needs to be better. So I, I do think that that it's just easier to build a team offensively around what, Yo, what Jokic does than it is MB. what Embiid has done thus far, but defensively it's easier to build a team around Embiid than, than Jokic. So it should, it should be happening. Uh, I think that that's why I'm not so hell-bent on holding on to Harden over some of those other guys that I think could be available in the trade.
0: Now, here's great news. We were able to reveal on the last pod, per some Keith Pompey tweet, that the Sixers are now worth $3 billion. Mike, what would I tell you, what would you say if I told you I had better news for you about... Sixers owner Josh Harris.
2: I can't even imagine better news than what, whatever. Oh, CJ, what
0: is? Do you want to tell this guy what the C and the J stand for, or do you want to leave it as a mystery? Yeah, I kind of like the mystique of it. So, (laughs) okay, all right, whatever you you think it is, it's probably that. (laughs) Hit the video, Mike or CJ. All right, this is
2: the start. This is the start. Three season game, but nonetheless, a win is a win to our new owner, Mister Harris.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Ball. I'm proud
2: to be part of this family,
0: man. Thank you for
3: delivering the win. Love you guys. Yes. Yes. Good, Good news. news. Here we go. Team
0: on three. There you go. So
3: franchise.
2: I will say appropriate, appropriate amount of talking for him there. Yeah. I, was, I was worried it was going to go on for longer. I think that was, I think he handled that as well as could possibly be hoped. But what fucking Dorcas energy going to give our owner a game ball in a preseason win? Uh, go commies, man.
3: Yeah.
0: So Sixers Adam had this idea. He was like, I was thinking, what if, you know, talking about off season content, we do a survey of everyone about sort of like the state of the Sixers as they are for rights Ricky Sanchez listeners. And we will ask them these questions and then I will get the results being Sixers Adam and we will discuss the results of them. So the first ever state of the Sixers Ricky fan survey will be linked in this pod is out there. Sixers at, this is a Sixers Adam uh, project, which I, I do enjoy. Mike, here are the questions. Do you want James Harden to return to the Sixers, assuming he rescinds his trade request? Question two, if the Sixers trade James Harden, do you believe the Sixers can get what you consider, quote, a good return? Number three, do you believe Joel Embiid can be the best player on a championship team? Number four, are you confident in Daryl Morey's ability to turn the Sixers into a championship team? Which Sixer who left in free agency will the team miss most? That is Shake Milton, George Niang, Jalen McDaniels. Finish this sentence. Going from Doc Rivers to Nick Nurse is a major upgrade, minor upgrade, major downgrade, minor down, downgrade. Doesn't make a difference. Which new Sixers player are you most excited about? Very, <laughs> not, not, not a great selection of players there. Mm. On a scale of one to 10, how much confidence do you have in the Sixers getting out of the second round in 2024? It's actually a scale from zero to 10, which I like. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is a sketch. It is from zero to 10. Uh, next question. Few left. Finish this sentence. The Sixers should trade Tyrese Maxey only if they can acquire a superstar, if they can acquire an all-star or under zero circumstances. A open-ended question. One thing you want to see happen in this season. And what do we got? Four more left. Do you think Joel Embiid will be the starting center for the Sixers when they open the 25-26 season? Do you want the Sixers to open a new arena in Center City? My answer, of course, is obvious. How much are you looking forward to this season? Was it all worth it? That's Which vague, Ricky? That's a, that's a vague one. That is a vague one. I like that it's vague. Two more. Which Ricky segment should be done as a regular fixture of the pod? Relationship advice, jigsaw, or none? And finally. If placed on an island with only a hammer and their clothes, which member of Team Ricky would be most likely to survive for 90... Oh, I wrote 90 months. I meant 90 days. uh, Off the land and the sea. Spike, Mike, CJ, Sixers, Adam, Andrew. A mere
2: seven and a half years with a a hammer (laughs) and their
0: clothes. Okay. Who's got it? I meant days. I will change that to 90 days. So that is alive right now. And then uh, Sixers, Adam will do that analysis. Mike, any any off-the-cuff thoughts? I mean, I don't think the results are
2: going to be good. <laughs> no, probably not. It probably won't be
0: specifically positive.
2: You know, I was wondering. I, mm, tell me, I, if we if we get Daryl on before the season, I, I I would ask him this live on podcast. But like, why did he come to Philadelphia? Like, why did he want? Why did he wedge his way out of Houston, fake retirement, and come to the Sixers? To make like 8 or $9 million. But he could have gotten that anywhere. Yeah. Almost any team would give him that money. Well, the job
0: has to be open. Yeah. Do you think he... What do you think he would say? I think he would say Joel is the answer.
2: And I think he would say probably like good ownership um, and a good basketball city and stuff. But I wonder if those answers still hold true for him. I'm sure like two out of three. I I, I want to you know, wish, like, do you wish you just sat at home? I don't know. I mean, I like, it's not looking good right now. And so I wonder if he thought Joel was a better player than he is or whatever. I don't know the answer to that, but to me, it's like, here's a guy who forced his way here pretty much. And it hasn't improved. And He's, you know, they still don't think that like winning in the second round would be valuable at all, um, unless it leads to a championship. I obviously disagree with that. I would love for the Sixers to beat any team that someone would describe as good in the playoffs um, before I answer Sixers Adam's survey question that I'm optimistic about anything. <laughs> um, so you're, you're saying clock. you're not
0: optimistic?
2: I would say I'm not. Yeah, um, I'm not optimistic, and you're not watching, which is a good combination for the the podcast. I think. Yeah,
0: I would say so. Now, here is a you know we don't have we don't have the hardened controversy solved yet, but the body bio is Mike an influencer controversy is possibly one more step. Now we did receive an email. Hold on, I have to get this gentleman's name. I believe it's Jeff. Hold on. Um. Hold on, Should have written it down. So Jeff did some. Jeff works in digital media and did some digging that we read on a few pod, few pods ago about a a video that Mike recorded for Body Bio as he is a Gut Plus user to become an influencer. And Jeff informed us that according to his data, Mike is not yet a Body Bio influencer. So he writes back in, Spike, Mike, and CJ, back with some updates for y'all ahead of today's pod and a shout out to Mike uh, for day 100 on strike. This was from a few days ago, obviously. Since our last check-in, Body Bio has shown some positive momentum, although as you'll see, Mike is not an influencer. This is especially a surprise following the flurry of tweets last week demanding that they, quote, release 11 tapes. Scanning each of the platforms we spoke through previously... He is seeing an ad with a man now on Facebook, um, an ad with alarms on Facebook, an ad featuring Santa Monica on Instagram, um, and nothing yet on TikTok and YouTube. Jeff says it seems like we have two options here: we wait for sweeps where Mike is appropriately confident they will he will be prominently featured on Body Bio socials. That's it. Or, or we recreate a retweet Armageddon like scenario where we focus our ire toward Body Bio, demanding they release the tapes. What is, your th- what is your thought? I'm feeling good about sweeps.
2: Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, how, a, you know, you can win the presidency and not be inaugurated for a few months and you're like president-elect. I feel okay, like so I'm you're like influencer-elect.
0: Yeah, yeah. Influencer-elect. Body bio we love. Mike would be an influencer for Gut Plus, which is their sort of the only gut supplement. If you're going to take one gut supplement, Gut Plus is what you should take. Stop taking the probiotic that you're taking and let your body create its own probiotics, which will work better. Gut Plus will do that by eliminating the bad bacteria, the wrong bacteria, and allowing your body to create its own probiotics. Of course, I've mentioned many times, and Mike has mentioned, e has been a real success for both of us. It, as you want to be properly hydrated, and that is not just water, you need electrolytes The great thing about E-Lite, there's no added sugar, no artificial flavors or colors, just pure electrolytes. I'm telling you, go to bodybio.com, use code Mike's Tummy for 20% off. Mike's Tummy for 20% off, Gut Plus, E-Lite, or anything else. Mike, hopefully, we will soon see as an influencer. 833-LICKFACE is the voicemail number. Hey, Mike, Spike, and uh, Harold Morris. If... Harden is gone. I feel like there's not enough conversation about a Tobias Harris resurgence. He's kind of kind of just is what it is at this point. But and I'm not saying he's going to be an all star, but, you know, like a solid 18, 20 game. I don't even
3: know the stats off the top of my head, but back to good efficiency, maybe just consistency is what I'm thinking. I think it's possible. I hope it happens
2: it would be really cool and it would be really fun. So yeah, speaking into
0: existence. Uh, non-basketball, Honey Nut, Cheerios, or Honey Bunches of Oats. This is where we are. This guy's waiting for Tobias Harris. Hey, resurgence. Mike, Spike. Uh, and- your thoughts, Mike? Uh, honey Bunches of Oats. Absolutely. A completely underrated cereal, I think, historically.
2: For sure. Um, I Like... If Harden was gone and you replaced him and probably PJ with like several KCP types and you go Maxi, KCP, KCP again, Tobias Embiid, I could be convinced that that Tobias would do a comparable job to, you know, trading for a uh, DeRozan type. Not that far off from that. And that with a little bit more pick and roll handling with a little bit more cutting and movement and stuff that he could be fine. I, Tobias is a fine player. Like he really is. He's a fine two-way player at this point. He is a really bad fit as just a stand in the corner guy and shoot. Um, he's not a great, like number one option, obviously. Like he's not a great ball handler. He's not going to get to the line enough. Like he's not going to create for others that much. But he's he can score. He's got a nice touch, in, especially in the mid-range. Like he's a fine player, but is not good enough. And I think if they if they do decide, if some team does give them, you know, James Harden for truly dead money. I don't know where this would come from, but dead money and like two or three first round picks. And they get almost nothing to as far as player on this team to fit in yet, then I think, yeah, Tobias could be fine in a bigger role between Maxie and Joel. Um, oh my god, I can't believe but this is where we are. It's not like exciting. Odds are they odds are whether they trade Tobias this offseason or during the season, I would assume unless they're just so confident in you know OGN and Obi coming here next off season or something, mm-hmm. that they really want it in free agency. Mm-hmm. Um I'd be I would assume that they try to trade Tobias as an expiring for something rather than letting him walk his big
0: Jesus, controversy Christ. Jesus Christ. It's unpleasant. Just that Tobias Harris. Can we, do you think Tobias can be better? I just want to, there's a scene I saw talk to me last night, the new horror movie. And I don't want to, I feel like I shouldn't ruin the scene. I'm not going to ruin the scene. I just, I, I feel like I, this fucking, it, it could Tobias Harris be better. Like I ran into a fucking wall and it was bloody and it was painful. And I, wrote down about how painful it was and never to do that again. And then the next year I did it again. I wrote it down again. And here I am in the fourth fucking year. (laughs) Just like, maybe if I run into the wall, it won't hurt this time. Tobias Harris. I think this is the fifth year. Oh my God. fucking, no offense. Nice guy. Right, Ricky Sanchez? CJ CJ popped up. Oh. Did you like talk to me? I did. I thought it was, did you enjoy it? Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was appropriately, I thought it was scary. Uh, I thought it was, and most horror movies, I love horror, but most horror movies just fall apart in the final, like in the third act. And while I didn't think this was great, like I thought it held up through the entire movie. And that one scene that I think, you know, that I was about to is just fucking brutal is a brutal scene. I did enjoy talk to me. This is Tobias's sixth. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm, beaten and bloody Writes to Ricky Sanchez at gmail.com. This comes from Brian. It's not just the revelation that you two are related that you're underplaying. It should continue to be acknowledged how mind blowing it was for Ricky listeners to learn both Kristen and Philip are not real at this point. How are you expecting us to believe anything without solid proof? Who's to say that weekly Becky isn't Spike or Mike's Manti Teo catfisher style impersonations of that caller could Sixers Adam be AI generated a la Sir Lucas Capetian. We need answers before we can trust again. Yeah. Sixers Adam is definitely not real. I, I was surprised how many people were surprised by it. I thought that bit was obvious the entire time. And somebody said to me, why would I assume that one of your employees was fake? Yeah.
2: I think that's, I think that's (laughs) that's fair.
0: Yeah, that is, that is fair. Um, It was, it was more, it was
2: weirder when it was like, oh, how silly would it be if a podcast had an intern? But then like that has, that then happened pretty much around. that's, That's what you get for doing a podcast for 10 years. You're spanning different eras. Yes. And now we do have a staff and we do have a CJ. Uh, so what, you know, the idea that we had a, an intern prior to having a producer is not an unreasonable thing. Not to, crazy. To
0: think. Yeah. yeah. So we got two voicemails that are directed at you, Mike. I would like to let both of these play both of these for you, but okay. these are, I think you'll need to answer to them. 833 lickface is the number.
2: Hey guys. I love listening to your podcast, but fuck your Hubie Brown slander. I don't need to defend him because he's a legend. That's all I have to say. Fuck you. And then here we Yeah. Go. He's totally wait, a legend. Wait, Legends die. It's Jay from the Poconos. Uh, just listen to uh, Mike rant about Hubie Brown, how he should retire and go hang out with his friends. He, he's 90, Mike. He has no friends. They're all dead. You know, if, if this guy quits doing this thing, you know, announcing basketball, he'll die too. He has to keep going. When you're at that age, you If you stop, you lose all momentum. He'll keel over dead. So, you know, Hubie Brown, you got to love him. He's from Hazleton. He's Pennsylvania all the way. Basketball. Just
0: let the old guy talk, Mike. Thanks.
2: (laughs) No, we can't just be allowing people on television so they don't die. Uh, I don't know. His he family, two really good points, though. His family can set up like a fake microphone and a fake broadcast booth, mm-hmm. and Jeff Van Gundy's not employed, so he can come over there and hang out with them too and do a fake broadcast for the family. Like, we don't have to watch. We, it doesn't have to be a nationally broadcast thing. He's so old. Let him go. We have to be okay. A, we have to be okay with death, B, we have to be okay with like just people retiring. But Why? He, are, he's 90. What's going on? But so 90. You're,
0: so you're saying that ESPN should knowingly kill Hubie Brown by. by no, we
2: as a culture ESPN. shouldn't be making excuses for ESPN because the, the simple fact that a 90 year old man may die eventually. And so you're, it, you're saying he's lived enough. All the people that ESPN fired also may die eventually. Right. We don't have to then go just let's prioritize the one
0: guy who's fucking 90 who works here. But ridiculous. He did make a good point about his his friends being
2: dead. His family. Who go walk around the old neighborhood? It is a ridiculous age to still be broadcasting sports on television. Mm. It is a it is a cartoonish age to be doing it still. When does it stop? When does it stop? Pick an age when when it's like okay that's enough, or or do we have to watch him die on TV? Like is that is that what everyone's proposing? Well, Ridiculous! H- Harry died in the booth. You know? Yeah, but Harry, but that's a local broadcaster, I would say. Yeah, I think there's a difference. If Hubie <laughs> was a local broadcaster in Memphis or something, then you could go like, okay, that's fair. You also, Har- ha- Harry, Harry wasn't ninety when he died, though. No, I don't think so. He died he was at probably closer to eighty. That would be my guess. Uh, seventy-three. Oh wow! I think seventy-three go. is a, a, a fine age to continue broadcasting.
3: Hmm.
0: 90. So you're saying there's there would be no charm, you think, in... <laughs> I can't do this. There'd be no charm in Hubie. We are going to be complicit mid-call. in this man's public death.
2: <laughs> because they insist on forcing him to come to work. He doesn't even know he's coming to work anymore. 90. 90 years old. Guys, <sighs> but, it's okay to retire there's other stuff to do. Well, I there's mean, other 90, stuff to do. Really, I don't know that
0: there's Imagine that much. he's
2: going from like city to city. He's flying. He's having to deal with like the airport and shit. But he loves it. He might not know he loves it anymore.
0: Hmm. Unbelievable. Writes to Ricky Sanchez at gmail.com. This comes from Philip. So wow, what a cringe team. High, medium time, first time. Disorientingly cringe. Like maybe I'm losing my mind. I was just texting my Sixers group chat and I realized that I felt a shift happen. I don't think I can call what I feel fandom anymore. I'm no longer a fan. Not out of the spirit of protest, not like an I'm giving up, you've gone too far kind of way. Not in a way, honestly, that has anything to do with a conscious decision or act of will. I wouldn't even say I'm angry, but something is different. The bonds of traditional fandom have dissolved and I'm left looking at this team like it's a living creation story. Like this is all happening on a mythic sphere driven by art archetypal figures, and its drama is the kind that will be passed along in oral tradition so that future generations might gain insight into the ceaseless cosmic scale workings of chaos. James Harden, in my mind, has become a trickster figure like Coyote in American indigenous traditions, invited to Philadelphia, story loving village, seed of American chaos to be its predictable chieftain priest. Rules have been suspended. The Trillberger of institutional order has been taken and devoured. The universe laughs a deceitful laugh. This could, of course, be a presidential bluff and he gets traded next week, but I don't think there's coming back for me. Daryl Morey has made me peer into the twisted middle of all things. Basketball question. Are you either as in love with the FIBA USA team as me? Since the Sixers aren't playing basketball at the moment. So no non-basketball question. I, I have not seen any of the FIBA stuff. You? I mean, I like some of the guys. Yeah. Uh, I just never really
2: care about a national team. I've never been able to care about a national team. Yeah. People like it. People like really get excited about it and they feel stuff. I've just never been able to feel anything.
0: It's fun given, given how I guess sort of meaningful, meaningless the all-star game is, I guess it's fun to see players that are really good play together who wouldn't normally play together in a atmosphere where they're trying as opposed to all-star. But I have trouble if they're playing. Yeah. I, I have trouble caring. I'm sort of As, the
2: same as far as as far as the, as, Good email. As far as the fans giving a fuck go, like the the amount of weight on the shoulders of Tyrese Maxi and B-Ball Paul is a lot. It's so much. If they yeah. weren't there, or if they got hurt or something, like there would be a mass exodus of this team that I don't think that they fully understand. I don't think the team is aware of how fully done. So much of the fan base is with them in this iteration. And maybe they think like, yeah, people are just pissed off and they'll come back. I don't know that that's true, but it really is. It's all Maxi and b Paul. If, if Bebo Paul had left for the jazz and free agency, it would have been really no going back for a lot of people. There's just, everybody's just been here and like, hasn't gotten better or has disappointed in the playoffs and just doesn't Visibly give a fuck. I think the fans are at risk of really. I don't know if that's like a attendance thing or a viewership thing or like an engagement online thing. I don't know how to quantify that, but it's bad. And it's definitely right now way, way worse than it has. I would say ever been like maybe since like, they let Moses go? Like I I don't know. It's well, it's it's bad. They there's just a, a an immense dissatisfaction and a a real like inert level of like fuck you, dumb. Like they're not it's not unless a magical trade happens, it feels like there's no there's it's hard to go back.
0: So the the two things, two sort of things that I noticed, one, and we mentioned it last year, it did feel like there was fatigue during the season last year where people were just waiting like they were no longer getting riled up by a good regular season team there like but people had mo- had mentioned several times that the crowds within Wells Fargo Center were different and more subdued last year and i think that was the beginning of just sort of a period of exhaustion and i think that the 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 emailer summed it up perfectly is like we're all just sort of like casually watching now. And I think a lot of people are past the point of anger and now is sort of like, yeah, whatever, man, which is the worst. And your point about when the last time Sixers fans were like this is that truthfully what had happened previously is when they're not good or when they're hopeless, everyone just stops paying attention completely. Like the yeah. Sixers would fade to the background. And what this decade has done is sort of to the, to their Good or bad or whatever. Now they don't really fade to the background. Now people get mad like they normally do with sports teams in Philadelphia when they don't yeah. perform instead of just fading to the background. And I don't know. I think um I think people being sort of mad is almost good is better than you know don't care at all. Detached. I yeah. So. I wrote that I wrote
2: about it in the uh in the newsletter, writes dot com slash newsletter. Um after the Phillies had the very magical no hitter day along with Weston Wilson's first home run being a major, being a first hit, being a home run, first at bat. And then Cassiano's having two homers to get to 200 and just like a beautiful regular season day of baseball. That was, and just finding it hard to imagine that anything like that will happen for the Sixers this season. Like even if Cork miles drops 40, I guess I, and as I said that, I guess that that would be pretty fun, but
3: it's (laughs) It's hard to imagine
2: anything happening like that where like, sort of role players or unexpected guys have such a magical day that the arena is, you know, exploding with, you know, surprising joy.
0: The last voicemail before we get out of here. 833 Lickface. Hey, Spike, Mike, Harold, CJ, uh, this is Pat. Mike, I love you, but why is it so hard for you to believe that James Harden, a professional NBA basketball player who is single, has a
3: lot of sex? Dude has a banner hung for him at a strip club in Houston. It's very realistic that he fucks tons
0: of chicks. Super, super likely. I don't know what Mike deal with this is. Thanks, guys.
2: I think, first of all, strip club is not a sex club. You can go Uh, to a strip club and not be fucking everybody there.
0: Absolutely.
2: If I went to a fucking, if I got, you know, a burger at a place seven times, a bunch of times a week, people wouldn't be like, he's fucking in that burger place.
0: Yeah. But I think, um, let me put it this way. What if you had your banner hung at a basketball arena? and I was like, you know, he plays a lot of basketball outside of that arena, outside of just watching, you would probably be like, it would not be unbelievable to you. I don't think that that lines up with strip club though. Hmm, really? I don't think so. Hmm.
3: I
2: mean, I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying a (laughs) lot of, I think the people, I think the perception of NBA players and just famous people generally indicate Like you want to be seen, especially like you want to be seen, like you're having a lot of sex and doing a lot of shit like that. And I just think like a lot of people aren't, a lot of people are projecting that to like act like they look cool and stuff. And I could see him just like not being that interested. I could see him being like, I'm just going to go home and do my thing
0: was it more that more less the claim and more that i they, that i said that i specifically sort of knew of the claim yes
2: it was more okay. that okay. it was more the the certainty with which you brought it to the table and again you have not told me how you knew it on the asked podcast not to know you asked and i don't to want, to. Yeah, saying, I want to i'm saying i just want to confirm the to the listeners that i haven't heard and i don't want to know until you say it on the podcast
0: your 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 pushback on it reminded me of when i said that i thought adnan sayed uh, had a person who has been in jail for murder and is still in jail for murder for two decades, did a murder. Um, You, you seem to object to that as well at the time. Yeah. (laughs) Certainly. Uh, Well, here we sit. Now James Harden is off the trade market and the Sixers are expecting him to return. And we have still, you know, let's see one, what is it? It's August 13th. So still like over two months before the Sixers ever play a game. So, who <laughs> oh, the fuck? Oh the fuck knows? Yeah, we will talk to you next time. Maybe something will happen. I have no idea. Fill out the Ricky fan survey, and uh, I will not comment on whether Weekly Becky or Sixers Adam is real or not real. You're just gonna have to figure it out for yourself. There's no way to know. No way to know. We will talk to you next time. Are you done, done with TTP?
1: Day. Then
0: I won't fuck with you No (laughs) If you don't fuck with me Then
3: I won't won't fuck fuck with you If you don't fuck with me Then Then I I won't won't fuck with you you. But if you fuck with me I'm gonna fucking kill you Time for (laughs) playing